welcome to the Prism of Torah podcast archive with your host, Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devat Torah called Parshas Peshalach. How much do we really believe? Shalom to everyone. In this week's Parsha of Parshas Peshalach, I want to share with you a fascinating piece in the book called Kol Eliyahu, which is by the Goin Mivilna. And it's brought over there about Kriyas Yamsuf, the famous splitting of the sea when Bnei Israel are going in the sea and getting running away from the Egyptians. A fascinating, unbelievable Mahalach by the Gon Mivilna. He brings the following three questions I want to share with you and you'll see how he answers it with one concept. The, question, question, the following are the questions. Question number one. It says in Perakut Dalid, 14th chapter, Pasuk Kaf Base, it says, and I translate it for you, the children of Israel came within the sea on dry land. Note that first it says within the sea, and then on dry land, meaning Besochayam, and then Bayabasha. And then it continues to say, and the wall, and the water was a wall from them on their right and on their left. Now, this the same idea is brought down a couple of psukim later in Pasuk Aftes 29. In the same perk, it says, Uvnei Israel. This is after the midstream were, were drowning. Uvnei Israel al Sounds almost the same thing. It is the same thing. Uvnei Israel al And the translation is that the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea and the water was a wall for them on their right and on their left. Now, question number one, why is there such a repetition of this whole idea that they went in the water? Why? why? Question number one. We know nothing is repetitive without a reason in the Torah Kedusha. Question number two, as I tried, I tried to show earlier, in the first time, the first instance this Pasuk has said, this idea, it says that they went which means with they Within the sea on dry land, meaning sea was mentioned first, but the second time around it says al which means the opposite that first first they went on dry land in the midst of the sea, first in the land and then in the sea. That's question number two. Why did it change? Question number three. The way it is written, wall, choyma, in the first instance it's written with a vav, which is called ktiv maleh, with a vav, chet vav memhei. But there's another way of writing that word, which is called ktiv chasel, which is without the vav. So how come the first sentence in number two, in Pasukaf base it says choyma with the vav, and the second time it says choyma without the vav. Those are the three questions brought down by the Gon Mizona. And even though you see Rishonim and others try to answer some of these questions, but I haven't seen someone give an answer to all of them, especially not with one idea. Zok the Gon Mizona the following. We all know the famous Midrash says that the reason Bnei Yisrael Bichlal were saved, the Melachim, the angels, came up to HaKadosh Buhu and said, why is HaKadosh Buhu saving the Jewish people? Just the, like the Mitzvah were bad people and were of the Avodah Zarah, so were the Jewish people of the Avodah Zarah. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu answers to that, there's a big difference. 
Bnei Israel, and remember these two words, had emunah bitachon. They had faith and trust in me, as opposed to the Egyptians. That's why I saved them. And indeed, this was the difference. However, that is only true for a certain amount of people. Let's split Bnei Israel into two groups. Says the Gomez Vilnas that there are really two big groups over here. One group were the ones that blindly trusted HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And they are the ones that went into the water even at the beginning when it was still water, before there was a path of land for them to go into. And those are the ones that are mentioned in Pasuk of Base, number 22. Pasuk number 22, that they went in even though there was water. As the Midrash says, the Midrash says that that uh, they were led by Nachshon ben Aminadav. He went in until the waters reached his nose, and only then the waters split. And followed by him was Shevet Yehuda, the tribe of Judah, and then others came. They're the ones that went when there was still in this, in a, there, it was a matzav, it was a situation of water. So that's why it says about them, they went in the water first, and then it was land. However, there was another part that indeed, HaKadosh Baruch wasn't happy with them because they on purpose waited till they see the land in front of them. And, and hence they went in the land in the water because they wouldn't do the blindly, they didn't blindly trust HaKadosh Baruch They didn't have 100% emunah bitochon, faith and trust in HaKadosh Baruch With this we already know the rep- that we answer two out of the three. Number one, the repetition of the Pasuk is clearly showing us there were two sectors in Am Yisrael. One that blindly trusted HaKadosh Baruch and now the group didn't. Number two, we see that why the order changed. That the first group blindly trusted HaKadosh Baruch went to the water first, then it turned into the land. Whereas, the second group really waited till they see the path was land, and that's why it said land within the water. Question number three, why was the word wal, choyma, the first time around with a vav, the second time without a vav? That's to do with another famous midrash that said, when you write the word choyma without a vav, it can also be read as chayma. Chayma is kas, is anger. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu had klapei bnei Israel. That was that midrash is only true about the second group because they waited till they saw the land meaning there was a chisaron there was something not 100% in their face in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and therefore they're the ones only that were mityaches were referencing them as the ones that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had anger clapping them now so we see from here a very important idea how important it is, as the Midrash said, to have a munah bitachon HaKadosh Baruch No matter what situation we are in, we have to realize that HaKadosh Baruch runs the show, He runs the world, and we have to try blindly trust in HaKadosh Baruch We see many times, unfortunately, that people, in certain situations, suddenly their trust in HaKadosh Baruch isn't 100% like it should be. And suddenly they're putting their faith in the doctors, and the weather reports, whatever it is. We have to realize that everything is a show. And really, every thing we see in front of us is they're all messengers of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and that's why when a person is really in a time of need or even when it's not in a time of need he has to know that he has to go to Davin HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and that is why it's so important that a person continuously works on his Imunah Bitachon Ad Kedekach that there's a famous story that one person came to the Chafetz Chaim he says there's one person that has no time he really works hard he has half an hour a day what should I learn with him which Gemara and the Chafetz Chaim said, you should learn with him, Gemara. If he has half an hour, we have to keep his emunah bitachon on a high level. That can only be done through certain books, like Musar books. You have to learn with him Musar and Machshava books, like Chovas Alevavos, Shal Bitachon, all those books have been translated, and everyone 
no one has really an excuse not to learn them because a lot of these things, they're obvious, but a person has to continuously be connected to these things, to these ideas, in order to keep him on his toes to have 100% faith. And I want to share with you an idea before I end with a story that what is the difference between emunah and bitachon? The Midrash clearly said those two words, emunah u bitachon, faith and trust. So I want to share with you the concept I understand, and I think it's uh, brought down by Chazal also in certain places. Emunah is with our mind. Emunah is having faith. You can think about it with the mind, and we realize, of course, look around you, look at nature, look at the human body. Look at the mountains. Look at anything around you. You can realize that there was a creator in the Kaddish Puch who created the world. Without getting into too much details, there are many books on this. Even if you go to the desert and you see three rocks in a certain, in a certain way, it's obvious someone put them there. Kal in our case, where we're in a world where you just have to look around you and you realize how in-depth every, every little idea is. But it's more than that. We have to work on ourselves that our instinct will be like that. Meaning it also has to go into our hearts. And that's bitachon. Having trust, not just faith, but also trust, that can only be once we intrinsically feel that. And it's at, it's, we're with one with this idea, and that's a reflex. A person, when something bad happens to him, he can either, his automatic re- reflex is, I can't believe this happened, and then he works on himself and uses his mind and says, of course it came from Hashem, it's the best thing for me. But his initial instinct isn't like that. that will work on ourselves, that that will be our instinct. Once that is our instinct and our and our kids grow up in such an environment or anyone around us, they'll be affected by that automatically without us even teaching them this idea. I want to end with a story. Some people like the story, some people don't. But I think no matter what, everyone could be marviach, something from the story, because just to say it on the Shabbos table. And this is a true story brought down by a big... A big Rav, he lives in Nariya, Rav David Abu Chatzera. You can Google that name, I'm sure you'll find a lot about it. And he, brought, he wrote a book called Abir Yaakov. And over there he, he says a story that started in the times of his father. That uh, His name was Rabbi Meir Abu Chatzera. And I actually went to this Rav a couple of times. And you might see all of Am Yisrael over there going to get brachos and to consult with him on different issues. At the end of the day, he brings down the following story, that a person before that his, a person went to his father before he made Aliyah, and he was really worried, how am I going to have Parnassah? Where am I going to get Parnassah from? Uh, I don't even know how to... I'm, going, I'm planning on going to Teretz HaKodesh, Teretz Israel, and I don't even know how to read or write in Hebrew. What am I going to do? So he answered him, don't worry, HaKodesh Bul, who's in charge of Parnassah, he will ensure that you have enough money for what you need. A person knows how to read and write, so usually he'll get a job with reading and writing. You don't have, Hashem will find you a way. He'll always find ways. Don't worry about it. So he blindly took that upon himself and he trusted that everything will work out. He went to Israel and quickly his son found a great job. Part of the army on uh, very, very private, very secretive information about cre- creating missiles. And he was doing very well there. And one day his boss told him, we have a problem. We have so many papers of such secretive information and we need to get rid of it and rip them into shreds and we don't have anyone to do it because 
the law says that we need someone that, can, that no one is allowed to read this information. And we can't waste one of our good guys. Instead of doing creative ideas about the missiles, we're going to get them to, to, to waste their time. We have tons of paper over here to shred, and we don't want anyone that can read what it says here. So he says, actually, I have an idea that someone can't read or write in Hebrew. It's my father. So they said, what, really? He doesn't know how to read and write. They went, they checked it out, they saw it was authentic, they saw that they could trust this people person, and he had this job for 30 years. He had a great job. After 30 years, he went into pension, and then he went to the son, the person I'm, I go from time to time, Rav David and he told him, what is this? What's happening? Your father gave me a promise. I always have Parnassah. Now I don't have it anymore, because they forced me to go into pension. So even though Rav David could have easily answered him, of course, it's considered as if you're still getting paid. You're getting pension. But no, he didn't sell for that. He said to him, if my father promised, I'm sure you'll still find something. Something will come your way. And indeed, a week and a half later, they came back to him and they said, even though we asked you to go to pension, but we realize it's such a rare thing to find, someone that can't read and write and that we can trust. So we're asking you to come back. You see from this story, the idea... It's a story, which I believe is true, but it doesn't matter. The idea is that we should really blindly trust Nakadosh Bochu. People go, and I've said this in the past, to so many doctors, they want a second, third, fourth, fifth opinion. Instead, I'm not saying one shouldn't do that. The minim- a person should do what the minimum is required, but he should, more than that, he should put his faith in Nakadosh Bochu and daven and, and ask Nakadosh Bochu for help and realize that everyone else are just shlichim. This is the Prism of Torah podcast. Rabasaf Aaron Prisman, please share with your friends and family. Prismaftorah.com is where you can find the full archive of Divri Torah. You can contact us through the website. Once again, Prismaftorah.com. This podcast was produced for free by Ellie Podcast Production. Lunishmas, Leva Siona, Yakov Alexander, Ben Mordechai Doyf, Isaac Ben Moshe.